0: back and thanks for tuning in to another episode here of Getting Through the Week. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm glad you chose to stop by. Wow. During this last couple of weeks, I've been conducting an experiment with free money and I gotta tell you, it shed a lot of light on people's money blocks. And these blocks, they weren't even aware that they were holding, which made me think it was time to do an episode on this. I know last week I touched upon it, but I need to go a little bit more into this because it's interesting to learn about yourself through experiences like this. But before I dive all in and get into it, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer. And I am super passionate about helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things that we don't blast out on social, but we know that we want to do better because it not only impacts our health, wealth, and happiness, but those around us, those that we care about. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic undo some of that conditioning that happened along the way and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you are designed to live. I truly believe that with everything within my soul that we are all designed to live vibrantly should we so choose and choose is the optimal word for sure. And during this episode we're talking about breaking down money mind blocks. Identifying and overcoming financial barriers, also at the end of this episode i 'll share with you what the experiment was, and just so you you have the opportunity to hear too if you haven't if you are not already aware of it, reflecting on my childhood, I remember we worked through math assignments and stuff in school with dollar signs, but honestly i don 't remember that much more than. That as far as learning about money, how to manage it, how to invest it, how to grow it, how to um, not abuse it, those kinds of things. Those were not things that I remember learning and also reflecting back on my childhood. What I do recall hearing about with regards to money was that you had to be very careful with it. Or that people who had a lot of it were greedy and or snotty. Or thought they were better than other people. And that you had to work very, 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 very hard for it. And maybe it's a generational thing. But I know many are still here talking about the same issues of money management, poverty, and struggling to manage finances. Here's the thing, we're all unconsciously, we learn about money as kids. With concepts that are good and or bad, depending on what we hear from our family, society, and things we pick up from watching TV or hearing on the news. Therefore, we gr- as we grew older, We form these money stories in our heads. Now remember, they're stories that we've created as young children and trying to put our own conceptualization of what this is that we're taking in at such a young age. And we form these unconscious beliefs around money that influences our behavior as adults. Moreover, it's what we pass on down through the generations. It baffles me that there are times when I still wrestle with this same subject. I started reflecting on managing my money and how I sometimes unintentionally sabotage myself. And although I know it was due to deep, unresolved money blocks it still catches me off guard sometimes and because I know so many are currently struggling with the cost of things and the desire to earn more in order to meet the demands of inflation I thought it would be good to share some insight and more importantly ways to clear these unconscious blocks so the big question is what are money blocks Money blocks are negative, unconscious beliefs about money that limit you from achieving your conscious desires. The main reason why it's so hard to implement behavioral changes is the part of the brain that it is used. When watching a motivational video, listening to an inspirational podcast, or reading a self-help book we're often calm and composed and, and act better, right? We, we, it makes sense to us logically. We're thinking, yep, I can do that. Yep, that totally makes sense. But when we're out and about going shopping or having lunch or see some big red sign that says sale on it, we kind of lose our minds. Even though we promised ourselves to manage our finances better after reading that self-help book or listening to that podcast or whatever it was, we were in a different frame of mind. Because when we're in that learning mode we're in that conscious state where we're wanting to take in the information we're wanting to gather it we're wanting to do something with it the thing is is we're taking it in yet we're filtering it through our unconscious mind our unconscious mind that already holds beliefs behaviors and habits around the subject you're trying to take in information on this is why it's so freaking important to take and clear up some of that unconscious mind, those beliefs, those long-held beliefs that you oftentimes aren't even aware that you're holding. Whew! Can I get an amen? I know, I get myself really excited about this kind of stuff. We keep going through the same pattern because our brain's unconscious and conscious compartments are different. For the first five years of our lives, our brain is in that theta wave stage, whereby it's in a sponge like mode to absorb anything and everything. We take everything literally and learn how to be a person. These first vital five years are when we learn all the emotions and feelings that surround us which result in the formation of our habits. Whew, I want you to think about that for a second. Take a pause. Pause this podcast if you need to. And just think about that for a second. Those first five years of your life were when you learned all your emotions and feelings that surround you. And are as a result, are the formation of your habits. I know that's a big one, right? It's in that that we have to go and look at. We learn all this from the adults that surrounded us. We observe their behaviors and mimic them as we grow older. We are very habitual human beings. And with that, We tend to keep close to feelings that we are familiar with. That is the similar regular cycle we're programmed to react to. We tend to react the same way as we're taught in the first few years of life. With all of this formed early on, when we have no conscious control, these habits are then carried towards adulthood. The conscious part of the brain only starts to develop later in life. So as a child, we unconsciously absorb all things wholeheartedly with no filter, including the good and the bad that cannot be told apart. We form most of our beliefs before the age of five. Therefore, most days we operate solely out of habit and are on autopilot when it comes across familiar situations. We, When we try to learn a new habit, this is when the conscious part of the brain works. Remember I mentioned this earlier, like when you're listening to a podcast, reading a book on something new, your conscious brain is now engaged taking action with it. When we're aware of the patterns and want to change bad habits but are faced with a specific situation that needs an immediate response, previous habits that are hardwired begin to react. This results in the nervous system reverting to existing patterns in the unconscious based on programming. Long before our conscious brain can grasp and take control of a situation, suddenly you may see yourself falling back to the same lousy money habits, even though you know this isn't a good thing. To create new habits, it's something that we have to consciously practice for a period of time before it becomes the new habit. I hope this is making sense to you. To have control over this is to make yourself conscious of the situation that triggers your relapse into bad money habits. Take a breather and question yourself before making a conscious decision. The reoccurring pattern from your past robs you of the strength to make a better financial decision. If you can make a conscious decision to create new habits around your triggers and to change that narrative, you'll be able to change past thought patterns. This is like creating new neural pathways. It's absolutely possible to do. Look, Dave Ramsey says money is 80% behavior and 20% knowledge. That, my friends, should speak very big volumes of how much our habits, our behaviors, our patterns, and our beliefs impact what we do with our knowledge. Whew, I'm just dropping some truth bombs here, getting myself all excited. Look, although I've worked and studied with someone who had a degree in financial planning, I still sometimes struggle with my own money blocks. When I realized, from learning from these financial planner, this financial planner I worked with, was was that focusing on numbers and figures is one thing, but not the human thought process. Ah. Numbers and figures are just that. There's no emotional component to that. But we are emotional beings, even though these individuals I learned from held degrees with an abundance of education around managing our finances as a nation, there are still people falling back to old habits and sabotaging their finances. I believe what's stopping them is this deeply ingrained habit they grew up with that has made it hard to break the pattern. But I'm here to promise you, my friends, patterns can be broken and rewritten into something new. I want to take a second and share some common and negative beliefs. See if any of these sound familiar. One, I don't have the skills to make more money. Two, money is evil and rich people are mean and greedy. Three, I can't keep a lot of money or else I'll lose it. Four, witnessing parents fighting about money. That was hard. I'm not saying that personally, but I know some people that was why they have these money blocks. I've had clients that have come to me because of this, that they saw how, what their perception as a child was, is their parents fighting over money is what caused their divorce, rather than the lack of communication breakdown. Um... Number five, I have to work hard to make money. Number six, you'll get sick easier if you work for money. Seven, when I am rich, there will be poor people suffering. Number eight, there's not enough money for everybody, including me. There's a limit. There's a cap. Number nine, a lot of things need to be sacrificed in order to gain wealth. Number 10, I have to know someone to be able to gain more wealth. Look, we tend to fall into this pattern of these messages, thus creating a wrong impression about money. These money beliefs tend to stay in our way and form our habits until we decide to identify them and heal them consciously. So how to know if you have money blocks? Everyone has them regardless of their financial upbringing. One way to tell is that you're aware of money, but you're not getting any results and constantly battling the same issues. Another indicator is that you know how to manage your finances, but you keep sabotaging your success. Could this be what you're struggling with? You have the knowledge to manage your finances well, and you know how every decision you make influences your finances, yet you keep making the same bad decisions to trip you up. Hmm. Okay, so now that you have a more conscious awareness, let's create an action plan. The only way to reset your money blocks is to identify your beliefs around money. Write in a journal and answer these questions I'm going to share with you. And before you answer these questions, I want you to be an observer of your answers, not a critic of them. The goal here isn't to reflect back and judge anyone, but rather become aware of any and all beliefs around a particular matter. In this case, money. Okay, here's some questions you can ask yourself. One, what are my money beliefs? How did my family view money? And how was I culturally brought up around the subject of money? Number two, what are your biggest fears around money? Number three, if you are blessed with an abundance of wealth, how will you use it to help others? Self-sabotage, as Bo Bennett says, self-sabotage is like a game of mental tug-of-war. It's the conscious mind versus the unconscious mind, where the unconscious mind always eventually wins. This is why I am such a big proponent of healing that inner critic. I often, inadvertently, you, not inadvertently, I often inner exchange, unconscious mind with inner critic, because I see them as the same. So how your inner critic continues to win the battle because it's practiced the war long enough, right? Those beliefs you establish when you were, you're you within your first five years, and if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, 80 years old, that unconscious mind or that inner critic's had a long doggone time to hold solid in that original belief system that was created around money at that pivotal developmental phase of your life. So I'm not saying it's impossible to change. I'm just saying that you're going to have to work at it to change those beliefs and patterns and habits to create new neural pathways that hold new beliefs around any particular area of your life that may be holding your back. In this case, we're talking about money. So this is what you would need to work through. So how do we break these patterns? When we were growing up, the fears that adults unconsciously placed upon children helped them cope with their money concerns. However, when they didn't heal from their unconscious fear, it tended to be passed on down to their kids. In reality, we control how we can benefit and help others when we have an abundance of wealth. We're all born with potential, and it's our birthright to reach for that start. We form our blueprints with the words used, and the mind tends to interpret it into reality. Our minds are meant to protect us from harm. So it starts creating a scenario to defend ourselves. It's our job to look at those protection mechanisms to see if they are in fact continuing to protect us or are they in fact harming us from living more vibrantly, living more healthy, living more wealthy, living happier, being in healthier relationships. It's pivotal that we do this. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, I want you to know that unless or until you rewrite a better script around your many beliefs, struggles will remain the same. Look, It's a process, one that never really ends, and and that's not a negative thing. For in truth, as long as you continue to take another spin around the sun, you're going to have new experiences, things you've never seen yet, things you've never experienced, and that old unconscious mind, that I often refer to as your inner critic is going to show up with belief scripts that are long outdated because it's never been here before. It's up to you to update those scripts in order to live that vibrant life you're designed to live. This means that you need to be in regular contact with your belief system. Look for. There's, there's so many layers to our beliefs. You may know your common beliefs, like around work, or ethics, or family life, friend life, spirituality, you know, your health and fitness, those things. You have certain beliefs around them that are, but then under there, there are sub-layers of beliefs. And Sometimes it's those little tiny sub-layers of the ones that are actually the ones tripping us up, not the bigger ones. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. I told you I'd share the money experiment I've been conducting over the last couple of weeks. I recently joined a bank called SoFi Bank, and upon opening a checking and a savings account, they gifted me $25 instantly once I verified my email. And the genius behind that of course, was that it made me want to share it. And as a result of sharing with others, hey, I just got this 25 bucks from SoFi for just signing up for an account. And they gave me a referral link. I went and shared that link. And as a result of sharing that link, each time somebody decides to open a checking and savings account, they're given $25 and I'm given I'm given $75 or whoever's referring their link is getting $75. It's, it's not exclusive to me. But to my utter surprise, I couldn't believe how many people came after me privately about free money. I didn't take it personally, of course, because I recognized that as their money blocks. But I still thought it was f- wildly interesting how people were so quick to turn away free money, so much so that it got them all flustered and all fired up and very defensive. And I thought that's very, very interesting. And again, this is why I felt like I needed to talk about this because there may be some of you listening here that may be wondering the same thing or maybe thinking, "Huh, I never thought about it. It's just twenty five bucks But here's the thing: whether it's five dollars ten dollars or twenty five dollars it doesn't matter when we when we turn that away, when we refuse that, we're also triggering that. Part of our brain, the reticular activity brain, that says, Oh no, every time I see money, I'm just going to rebuke it. I'm going to turn it away. I'm going to refuse it. Just like when you get a new car, let's say you get this fancy new Tesla that's red with orange polka dots. I'm being a- ridiculous, of course. Nonetheless, you think you're the only one that's got this really cool Tesla that's red with orange polka dots. And next thing you know, because you've got it, that, you're, that reticular activity receptor is turned on in your brain. And next thing you're driving down the road, there's one in the parking lot, you keep driving, there's another one in front of you, there's another one behind you. And you're like, what the heck, I thought I was the only one that had this. That's because your brain now is turned on to look for it. Just like your brain will be turned on to refuse money, to turn it away, to turn from it, from whatever your belief systems are about it. Look, I know many of us are going through some tough times. It's been pretty tough the last couple of years with the the world and the economy and all of that and... I just thought it was important that we look at this because, yes, money is not everything, and that's not the point of this. The point is, though, what is your relationship with money? What is your role with it? What is its role with you? Because to me, I look at money as just opportunities, that you have more opportunities to do things. You have more opportunities to be of service. You have more opportunities to... Perhaps take better care of your health and vitality. Which is why, again, I felt like it was necessary to bring this up. And and if this experiment keeps going, I might bring up some more about this. And if you find this kind of topic helpful and would like to know more, then shoot me a message. I'm going to give you ways that you can connect with me and communicate with me. Also, If you're struggling with something, this very subject matter, and you could use a little bit extra private help on digging through that, because sometimes it's not easy to see your own beliefs, limiting beliefs, then I'm, I'm real good at being able to point those out for you and help you to work through them and help you understand how to move through them. I'm going to give you ways to do that too. I'm going to encourage you to follow this podcast and to share it because we never know when it hits somebody at the right time, the thing they may have been praying for to hear, whatever. If it helps somebody else, fantastic. That's my goal is to help others. And if you can help me help others by sharing... I appreciate you for doing that. Lastly, here's some ways you can connect and schedule some time with me. I'm on Instagram at Doctor Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. TikTok, it's Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com and my email is KellyRay at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.